Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Devin Leary. I am normally joined by one Carolina, some say Rose Barlow, but she is in London right now doing God knows what. So in her place, we have one of my closest friends, a true, a true miracle, which is a friend I've made in adulthood. We, we had not really been friends until the past couple of years and adult friendship is rare and it's beautiful and I'm really grateful for it. So I'm grateful <laughs> to have Leslie here with us, friend of the pod, Leslie Tynick. Welcome. Well, hi, Devin. Thanks for having me. I'm very nervous, as don't, you know. But don't be nervous. That was so sweet. Thank you for that introduction. I'm also very grateful for you and happy to be here. Okay, so one of the first things that Leslie and I bonded about is our obsession with television in general, television as medicine, television constantly playing in the background no matter what we're doing, filling the void with endless TV content, but also in particular, the reality genre. Yes. And so what are some of the reality shows that have shaped you as a person? Wow, that's deep. I know. I would say my first ever reality show, as you know, which I'm obsessed with to this day, is Survivor. I'm a big Bravo gal. Love all the Bravo franchises. But I'll watch anything. Like I'll watch Teen Mom. Okay. I love, I love a good Teen Mom every once in a while. OG, OG, Teen Mom 2, Below Deck. Like, I do not, you know, I don't stop. I'll watch anything reality. Summer House. Okay, wait. So two things. Okay, the questions are already just brimming over the the top of the goblet, as they would say in Ultimatum oh. and Love is Blind. Right. Um, so what are your thoughts on the new season of Survivor that we have watched many episodes of together? 
Well, I'm currently rewatching older seasons. Ozzy is my favorite survivor of all time. Um, I deeply regret not introducing myself to him when I saw him in person once. So as I'm rewatching older seasons, I do not like the new model as much. But also when you first start watching a new season, you have to like become attached to certain players in order to like be into it, I feel. But it's also shorter now with COVID. It used to be 39 days. So people got a lot more tired. There was a lot more drama. Now it's only like, I think, 25 days. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not blown away yet, but things can change at any of the upcoming tribals. We shall see. So you, (laughs) first of all, one time I was watching Survivor with Leslie and I was talking with other friend of the pod, Tess Sitzman, and we were just like chatting and Leslie shushed us by saying, um, it's literally tribal. And we were like, oh <laughs> shit, okay. Um, she's very serious about tribal. Um, and I get that. I guess like to me, it's like it's more of a social experience to watch Survivor and less of like a fully engaged experience. But I appreciate how I'm learning from you to focus on things such as tribal and I do think this season is like so complicated. It's like they they have like the prisoner's dilemma and like so many weird like rules. And like there's like you, one person has to talk about potatoes. One person has to say soccer made them cry. Like what's going on? And it's a lot. And I don't know. Hopefully it'll get simpler with the merge. But my next question is thoughts on one of my ultimate favorite train wrecks, Summer House, the most recent season. Thoughts? I have so many thoughts. I mean, first of all, Kyle and Amanda. Just, I cannot. It hurts me. I mean, just the entire season. I mean, he's obviously drinking an insane amount and their relationship is just, it's such a disaster, but they did get married, right? They're married. It's it's like the looming, I hate to say the looming tower because (laughs) I don't want to compare this to 9-11, but it's like the looming tower over the season is like, we know these people are actually going to get married. Um, And it's so dark to know that. It's like, wait, how, why, in what world? Like, I don't know. I, I respect so much the effort. Like, I feel like Sierra and Paige have gone above and beyond to be like, hey, you can get out of this. And um, Amanda will not budge. And Kyle, I guess, is just like, I, I don't know. He, he somehow deep down knows that she's too good for him and he's going to try not to lose it. But it's just like, no. When anytime someone brings up your wedding, one of you cries and one of you screams, it's a red flag. I know. I love Paige and Sierra, though. They're my favorite. I love them so much. Um, I, I can barely stand Lindsay for another second. My My new... Um, disappointment. I used to hate Carl, but this season I have like a whole new love for him. And he means a lot to me now as a character. And I think he's way too good for Lindsay. And now I'm like, fuck, like, why is he with Lindsay? That's another looming tower. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's dark. It's dark. So that is Summer House. But really, people, people of the pod, I can't even explain what, what was, what was dumped into our Netflix feeds last Wednesday. And yes, I did watch every single episode by last Thursday until the new episodes came out this week. And I'm talking about the ultimatum. Yeah. This was something else. So, I mean, I guess it's like at this point, there's just not a lot left in terms of reality show premises. Like 
And when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this is like really interesting. But because I was like, oh, okay, like ultimatums, like, yeah, you hit the point in your relationship where it's like, get married and move on, I guess. And like, whatever. But once I explained fully the rules in episode one of the ultimatum, I was like, okay, this is fucking (laughs) crazy. Like, we cannot do this. We cannot do this. Like, are we really going to do this? So basically, as explained by Nicholas Lachey and Vanessa Lachey, a smattering of several couples come on this show. Every single one of them are at such a low point in their relationship that one of them has given the other an ultimatum, marry me or move on. So these couples come on. They're like, we're in such a hellish place that one of us wants to break up, basically. And this is like the final shot. Like, we've all been there. It's like, you're like, okay, I'm going to try one last thing. But obviously, this is like doomed. So they come on this show and for the first three weeks, they will get to choose someone from one of the other couples, a total stranger, to pretend to be married to for three weeks so that they can have the experience of like what it would be like to be married to someone else, which, by the way, makes no sense. It's like they should have just been like, you can just go out for three weeks and like party, like go to go to a club, which sounds like they did anyway, which that was hard for me to follow. But Nick Lachey explains it like, well, we all know if you don't want to get married, it's because like you think that you would be happier with someone else. I'm like, I don't think it's that simple, but okay. So the show starts and it's like, okay, all these people who are in relationships are going to flirt with each other's partners and choose a new partner out of the group. And then we're all going to go to dinner after. Right. I mean, is everyone okay? Like in what world? And they're all like, so this is for my merit. Like this is for my relationship that I'm doing this. Like, I'm choosing us. I'm doing the thing that's best for us. I'm like, this isn't best for anyone. Like, besides me watching it, we get Alexis and Hunter. For some reason, I like her. I can't explain why. I know that she blatantly said she will only be with someone who makes a certain amount of money. And wow, I'm shocked. You like her? I like her. Seven. I like that she's like a little bit unhinged. And when she like yelled at Colby and was like, okay, I think you're a bad person. And like went up to Madeline was like, okay, he sucks. And like, you shouldn't like, I liked that. Okay. My initial off the bat was not, I like Alexis. I thought they seemed, yeah, they all seem older, especially them, especially her. Her and Hunter seem minimum 45. Yeah. I thought Hunter was super sweet for me. She was so superficial. And yeah, all she cared about was him making more money. So there was nothing to like hold on to there. But I did like when she freaked out at Colby, which we can get to him. But yeah. Okay, go on. She also said that um, Hunter is patient and lets her run the show. Right. And like, no, I I guess at least she's self-aware. But yikes. Okay. All right. Well, we have a different opinion on Alexis, but no worries. But no worries. <laughs> this is the feeling I'm getting of when I, Leslie came over and I was like, oh yeah, like my room's really messy. So I closed the door and she's like, let me look at it. And I was like, oh, okay. haha, Thinking it's like quirky. Like I'm like girl with a messy room. And I saw Leslie's face and it was like, I will never look at you the same. Oh my God. <laughs> That's how you look no! at me when I say I like Alexis. <laughs> no, it, I mean, I was surprised. It's not something I would have assumed, but. I understand because her outburst at Colby was warranted and and kind of iconic, but I would never be friends with her. No, no, I wouldn't be friends with her, but like I You want to be her. friends with her. 
No, no, no. I haven't reached out to her for friendship via Instagram and her DMs and asked. Wait, if she we wants should to hang have out. gotten and we should have gotten her here. She would have done it. I think she would do it, and I actually am you going can. to be looking into that. Yeah, you need to. Okay, so you guys can become friends. So she's my new you, basically. Okay, um, great. And she is probably going to say no when she listens to this episode where I said she looks forty-five. But listen, I'm saying I think she has like an old soul, like she's mature and like whatever. So next we have, in my personal opinion, the most um, enraging, distressing, triggering, confusing, upsetting, disturbing couple on the whole show. And that is Madeline and Colby. Correct. Upon first testimonial, like when most people are like, hi, I'm Alexis, I'm Hunter and like I want to have kids and he doesn't, whatever. It's just couldn't be more purely clear and simple that Madeline hates this person like she hates him and he's like tries to kiss her on the cheek at one point she goes like Colby (laughs) and she's basically like um I don't think I want to get married because like I just do definitely think that there's like possibly someone else better out there and I don't think that like that is a good idea um and she said she doesn't believe in soulmates she wonders what it would be like to be in another relationship and maybe she'd be happier with someone else. And meanwhile, he's crying um, and saying how in love he is with her. Later, we learn, or I shouldn't even say later, very quickly, I think we learn that he's just kind of like putting on a show. Like he wants to be that type of guy who is like, I'm the good guy. Like, I just love her. Like, I don't know. I just want to marry her. And it's like, that is not you. You are a covert narcissist in sheep's clothing. But that is not immediately obvious in this first episode. Right. Agreed. Also wearing a cowboy hat. He does choose cowboy hats. Also, I went to his Instagram and there are a lot of like hunting and gun photos. So we all know who this type of person is. I do feel that his parents voted for Bush and he thinks that was a smart decision by them. Then we get. Shanique and Randall at, at at this point I when we first met Shanique and Randall I thought they were like so cute I was like why are they even doing this like why like why is she even pressuring him they seem really happy they should just like be together they're only 24 but my opinions did change later on yeah I agree then we have this weird speech by Vanessa Lachey. I mean, when do we not have a weird speech by Vanessa? I feel like they, they're getting the wrong understanding. Like, I feel like memes of Nick and Vanessa go viral from Love is Blind because people think they're so weird and embarrassing. But then Netflix interprets it as like, we want more of them because they were very much more prevalent in this show. Yeah. Like, they were like sharing about their own marriage. Like, we went on a break too. I gave him ultimatum. I, I fixed his bachelor. Pa- and I'm like, I don't need to hear about this. Um, And so Vanessa says that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. For me personally, don't agree. I mean, once in a lifetime opportunity to engage in a train wreck. Yes. Once in a lifetime opportunity to save your marriage. Like my problem with this is that I do get like, even though Nick and Vanessa bothered me on um, love is blind too. I did get, the moral high ground they were pretending to be on because they were like, this isn't about looks like this is about falling in love with who someone really is. And like, I do think at its core, that's like a semi moral premise. What in terms of in the reality show universe where it's like the premises, Americans go to third world countries and marry someone for a visa. Like when that's the world we're living in, 
trying to get people to fall in love not based on looks is a moral premise. I don't know how they went. The creators of that made this, which is like, there's no morals at all. It's basically like, we know you guys are all in a very emotionally tense rock bottom state. And we would like you to now leave your relationships and lose all contact and just live with someone else and see what that does. Like, but I feel like Nick and Vanessa were still kind of being like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, like marry or move on. Like this is going to save. It's like, what? How is this helping anyone? Also, what's so interesting about the premise is like, marry or move on. But also they said in the beginning, if you choose the new person that you've like recoupled with, then you have to also marry them or move on. Right. It was like, marry. (laughs) Why would I marry this person I met three weeks ago? Right. Well, that's also the buried lead with all of these things is like the reality world's take on marriage is like, it doesn't matter who the person is. You should want this above all else. Like, yes, totally. That is what was behind Love is Blind, too. It's like, I want to be a wife. I want to just be married. So if this person I've never even seen before wants to do that, great. And like married at first sight is like that to the most extreme. It's like the idea of being married. And April even said in this, too, like she's like, I'm going to be in a wife. Like, I want to be someone's wife. It's all yeah. about like married no matter what. And I do wish that at any point someone would have said like, or not like or you could not be married like don't have to i don't think the lachets are those type of people it seemed like vanessa's narrative the whole time was like yeah like we hit some really rough patches and we're still married and aren't we so happy and nick was like kind of uh disassociated so as they're giving their speech we meet april Um, because she is a presence that cannot be silenced by anything, even other people talking. She just immediately starts kind of like throwing out phrases while Vanessa is speaking. She's like, my hand is saying yes. My hand is saying yes. Like, just don't know what's going on there. I have never been more terrified. Like there were moments when April looks at the camera and I felt like she was looking at me and I like gasped. I was like, oh, oh God, because she's she's scary. scary. I know. The talking in third person, like the April's gonna get what April wants. April's gonna do what April's gonna do. April's gonna be a wife if April's gonna be a wife. Like it was crazy. I know the whole time. I cannot. So we meet April and Jake. Also, Jake like hates her guts. Again, very similar to Madeline, where it's like he's literally openly rolling his eyes at her. Within the first two episodes, he tells her like everything that's wrong in their relationship is her fault and she doesn't ever listen to him or do anything that he asks her to do. She cries every other sentence. Like everything makes her cry always on edge. Like she cries because he bought her a car. Like she's like, why did you buy me a car if you don't want to marry me? Like now I just have to drive an SUV around and just look in the back and there's no one. Like it's tough. No, the, my other favorite thing that they always say is like this experience. They'll be like, I'm doing this experience because this experience is going to help me. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) what is this experience? This is insane, but sure. And she was big on that. She really, they all wanted to be on TV, mainly her and Colby, I would say, but yeah, it it did seem like she was just like talking as much as she could so that the camera would just go to her at various moments and like she would be speaking. 
Also, when they were doing, so they're doing this thing where it's like you meet the couple and then they have like a one-on-one like last date before their like marriage ends for three weeks, which is like what's going on. Um, And so on her last date with Jake, she says she wants she's like, I want to be with you until we're like 50, 65 years old. <laughs> like as if she's saying, like, until death do us part. And it's like, is this World War One era like America before there was antibiotics? Like, I don't like why. Why is that a lifespan to you? Or are you just planning to get a like midlife divorce? Not sure. So that's that's her level of red flagginess. And I think you can all imagine how downhill it goes from there. So next we have the Lana Del Rey of the show. Not really even that worth talking about. We have Lauren and her incel husband, Nathan, who again is like (laughs) pretending to be like the perfect nice guy who just wants kids. But obviously there's like a deep anger there. He was the scariest of everyone on the show to me beyond. I wanted to see more of how crazy he was. Yeah, I know. And it ended abruptly, but... I think from the jump, like his eyes, I was like, something is deeply wrong. And Lana, AKA what's her name? Lauren. Lauren. Yeah. Like seemed dead inside, like fully. She was not even there. She wasn't there. She was gone. And she was like, I don't want to bring children into this world. (laughs) Um, Because why would she? Because she's trapped. Uh, She was 26. Like, I'm sorry. In what world is this the oldest person there? I'm sorry. Like, they are not all 23, but that's like a separate conspiracy to discuss at a later time. So then Ray and Zay, uh, I don't, this is a tough one that they make me really sad. I feel like I, I feel like Ray from the start, this was one that everyone found confusing, including me, because as Nick Lachey explained, it seemed like, Ray was the one who brought Zay on the show, giving him an ultimatum to marry her or move on. But then he was the one who was kind of ultimatuming her the whole time because he seemed way more invested in her than she was with him. It looked like she was just, it seemed like she was just looking for a way out. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think it switched up for Zay when he saw her with someone else. Then he was like, oh shit, this is real. And he had a lot of jealousy, but I know they make me so sad and I love Zay. I kind of love both of them. I mean, well, we I know, don't have to I'm, get into it. I know, because I'm thinking ahead to the reunion already, and I yes. want to talk about that, but we'll, because there's so much that comes out there, but yeah, we'll we'll get there. But I love both of them, too. And I think they were confusing because it seemed like there was a lot of love, but... To me, they, meaning Ray, is the person whose intention of coming on the show made the most sense to me because I do understand that desperation of like, can literally anything please happen to get me out of this relationship? Like, I know I can't be in this relationship. It's painful every day, but I can't seem to get out. Like, can something happen? Can I find a text from another girl? Can anything occur that is just the obvious way out? And I feel like she was like thinking that. And then she saw like a weird Instagram ad that was like casting for a reality show, the ultimatum. And she was like, okay, this is my out and I'm taking it. And then she went on the show and did this whole thing of like, I want to get married. And then, Literally in the first testimonial, the interviewer is like, so why do you want to marry Zay? And she's like, um, can we come back to that one? And they're like, oh, okay. So that's tough. Then we have the couple starting to like flirt with each other, mingle with each other. This is when it comes out even 
further that Madeline fucking hates Colby. This is where I'm like, Madeline becomes, again, like, I don't like her. I don't want to be friends with her, but she is one of my favorite reality TV show characters of all time. She's so funny. Everything I she's laughed doing, out loud. Cannot, cannot get enough. She sits down with the first guy she's talking to since her husband, like when they're choosing their new partners. And she immediately says, honestly, Colby's an awesome guy, but he annoys me. And sometimes the things that you originally love about a person can really become the things you hate about them. Like she's just straight up like, I hate him. So anything else you want to talk about? And she's like, I can't wait to meet the new guys. Like I'm really into Randall. I'm like, okay, so you're just like, can't wait to hook up. Like you're just like, let's go. Goodbye. And everyone else struggles a little bit more than that. Like everyone else seems a little bit more like, okay, this is tough. Like I've been in a long-term relationship and now I'm like flirting with people and it's weird. But anyway, that part kind of moves quickly into also like the timeline of the show moves very fast and is very hard to follow. But basically that moves quickly into the choice where everyone chooses who they're going to go with. Quickly, right before they make the choice, Jake does tell April that she is everything that's wrong with their relationship and says that he's already found someone who checks off all his boxes, which, by the way, like, she does have resilience because I would be like, cool, I am so wounded. I need to go to the hospital right now. Like, goodbye. I can never talk to you again. And she was just like, okay, okay. Like, this is the experience. Like, yeah, it's like she's crying, (laughs) but she's like, I came in this experience to be told stuff like this and like that's it i would be crushed he's like i've essentially found my person and she's just like okay well april's gonna get what april needs from this experience and like april's here and i'm like oh my god i would be like i would literally leave the show and like jump into the pool and scream and cry in front of everyone if that happened to me i want you Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So they go into the choosing. So this is where Nate's incel behavior comes out because he has like this long list of people he's going to choose and every single person rejects him. So basically they're, they're asked to stand up and say who they are choosing as their new spouse. And then that person is asked to stand and explain who they're choosing. Like, are they choosing the same? Again, it's very chaotic. Um, they're trying to find someone to be their new fake spouse for three weeks. And Nate gets rejected like three different times. This thing, this thing that occurs, it, it boggles my mind that they never like followed up on this moment of drama. But for some reason, he like makes eye contact with Madeline and he goes, I'm going to choose you. And she's like, wait, what are you serious? And he's like, I'm going to choose you. And then two seconds later, he proposes to Lauren. No, it's insane. They did follow up on it, though. Remember, Madeline, like, called it out after April, April's moment, which we'll get into. And then Madeline was like, wait, but you just said you were going to choose me. And now you're proposing to Lauren. And Lauren, whatever, Lauren's response, just the whole thing. That was my favorite episode. Okay, wait. So I feel like I was probably doing Wordle or something like that when this occurred. Can you explain this? Yeah. So... Basically, we see Nate, who's literally the creepiest person staring at all the women. April says, April calls him out when she gets into her whole crying fit, which we'll go into more. But basically, April's like, I was going to choose Nate, but the whole time we were talking, he was staring at April's tits and not April. And I was like, I forgot about this. (laughs) So that starts. And then Madeline's like, wait, you literally just said you were going to choose me. Like, what is wrong with you? And then he freaks out. Well, this is after he gets up and proposes. Then they call him out. But yeah, the proposal, well, we're getting all over the place because the first proposal happens and then he piggybacks, which was just insane. It's not a normal choice. So yeah, so Hunter, who truly does seem like a pure soul, just like immediately, he was like, I choose Alexis. I want to marry Alexis. And that was a cute moment. Um, and so this was like, I think Nate was like, there's like a thing where like sociopaths mirror like normal people's behavior, like Jodi Arias, like the officer who was interrogating her said that it was like weird that she hadn't cried at all when her ex-boyfriend just died. And then she started crying. And this was similar to me. (laughs) Not to compare no. uh, an innocent person to a murderer, but I am doing that because it felt like Nate was like, oh, he proposed and everyone loved it. I'll just do what that guy just did. And everyone was like, you are fucking psycho. And then Lauren was like, um, absolutely. Yes. Oh, my God. When she said absolutely, I was like, I hate you. I was like, I thought you were Lana and you actually are because Lana is also cringe. <laughs> no, but you're so right because. He sees what happens. He like clocks that everyone's like, oh my God, amazing. Congrats, you guys. Like, because it was a genuine <laughs> moment between yeah. um, between them. 
And then he's like, oh, I'm going to do that. And he, like, gets up and he, like, moves her chair himself. Like, he's not even, like, can I, he, like, is so assertive. And he's, then he's just like, I don't care about, because his whole thing was, like, I need kids, 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 yeah, kids. Kid. And then she didn't want them, which is totally fair. And then he's like, if you're not in my life, um, I don't have any family without you. And then she says, absolutely, to which I say, I'm finished with both of you. Goodbye. Walk out. <laughs> Walk on out. Bye. Especially Nate. The producers did listen to us on that because they did bring back Alexis and Hunter like randomly, which was kind of weird. Like they had like a bachelorette party for Alexis later totally. in the season, but they never brought back Nate and Lauren until the finale. And then, I mean, the reunion. And even when they did, it was kind of just like, OK, you guys are weird. Let's move on. Yeah, I wanted more, but I was also done with them. But yeah, then after all this happens, April freaks out and goes into like a 15 minute monologue. That makes no sense. It was. I, I don't want to bring this up because it's my least favorite thing to talk about, but it was almost akin to like Will Smith's acceptance speech at the Oscars, where it's just like, I'm not really following like at some points it's like, OK, like, are you apologize? And then it's like, wait, what? Like, I don't know what you're talking about now. That's kind of what it was where I was like, OK, I can see why she disagrees with their proposal. I can see why she's like, hey, like she's doing the classic, like the bachelor, like, hey, I'm serious about this. And like, I'm taking totally. time away from my life. And what are you doing? But then at other moments, she totally loses what she's originally talking about. And she's it's just hard to follow. Yeah, she's sitting there saying how hard it is for her. Like, I'm sitting and listening to my person, the love of my life, my best friend, say that he found someone else. And like, <laughs> I'm in this experience. And if you're not in this experience, then I don't know why you're even here. And I was yeah. just like, okay, everyone's drunk, I guess. Like, really drunk, maybe. Like, you make zero sense. Granted, I would be having a mental breakdown too, but the way, but then all the guys come to her defense. Jake, Randall, like a bunch of guys are like, yeah, like that's so fucked up. Like, yeah, you're fake. And and so it was a unifying moment for the group and everyone in the quote unquote experience minus the two that that leave us. I agree. And you did see that Jake did have like love for April as you do when you like are in a long term relationship with someone. You do like love them as a person most of the time. And he was kind of like, hey, like, don't fuck with this. So then. We move quickly from this insane, uh, like very difficult to follow debacle that is the choosing ceremony into the couples living together, the new couples, and then like almost immediately meeting each other's families, which was a shocking choice to me. They're, they seem to have had like a condensed timeline. I don't know. It was like the time moved so fast in these episodes. Like maybe there was like more stuff, but they, it wasn't enough drama. So they just cut straight to meeting the parents. Maybe they had to rush it out because of the Love is Blind season doing so well. But they're immediately meeting people's families. And obviously that's chaos, especially when Madeline introduces Randall to her friends and they immediately just completely drag this person. Obviously, I hate Colby, but like they are dragging him. Um, I know one of the friends just says, so has Colby gotten louder? He's really loud, like just out of nowhere. Um, another of them says that she also hooked up with Colby and that he's not as attractive as Randall and that Randall would be, quote, a more rememberable lover than Colby. Like they're immediately like, we love Randall. We hate Colby. 
And Madeline's like egging him on. Like she's like, yeah, he sucks, right? Like he totally sucks. And Randall's amazing, right? Like fuck Colby. And it's like, cool. <laughs> no, Why she... are you here? Why are you in a relationship with this person? And also if you watch Randall, like I just felt like Randall was like, get me out of yeah. this. It was weird. Friend group of this conversation. Like it was super weird. But I do love Madeline too. Like when Colby initially walked in with the hat, she was like, really the hat? Like in her own little thing. And I was like, you're funny. So yeah, so they're dragging him completely. The friends are like, Randall's hot and you guys should hook up, basically. Yeah, which I love that energy, but it is like definitely toxic. Like I love it in the way that every once in a while, I love looking at, the skincareedit.com, which is like a weird jank website that slows down my browser, but shows every single step of plastic surgery that various celebrities have gotten. Like, I love her friends in the way I love an activity like that. It's like, this isn't good yes. for anyone, but like, I just need this right now. Yeah, yeah. But if that was real life and like I was saying that to you about your boyfriend, like that's insane. If you're like, has he gotten louder? Because he's really loud. <laughs> And then her friend being like, yeah, we hooked up. It's not like I remembered it or anything. It's like, what? I what are the, like, <laughs> imagine if I was like, yeah, I hooked up with Devin's boyfriend. Like, it's not like it was rememberable and we're best <laughs> friends. Like, that's so insane. It's not like it was rememberable or anything. Like, sucks for Devin. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that is that. I thought Zay's moment with Shanique's family made me truly believe in my core that like Shanique and Zay were going to run off into the sunset together when her I when know. her mom is like, he says he has no one to call because he has this tragic story about his parents abandoning him. And he's like, my eyes are sweating. Like he's getting emotional. And Shanique's mom says like, you can call me. Like I cried. I know I did too. That was such a sweet moment. It seemed really genuine too when they met. And I love Zay. He seems like he's very, um, I don't know. He's like super vulnerable. He talks about his childhood, the trauma, and it's a really sweet moment. And I love him. I love him too. And I love Shanique in that moment. And I love her family. Her family's amazing. On the other hand, Jake's mom is one of the more terrifying people that I've come across on reality TV and she is clearly in cahoots with April. She's like, so I'm talking with April and like, you're misunderstanding her. Like you need to get back with April. Like, what are you doing? And Ray is just there. Like I thought Ray handled that so well. I would have been having a total meltdown. I would have smoked an entire pack of cigarettes during that like picnic outing that they did because what the fuck? Like just sitting across from a woman who's like, no, sorry, it's not you. It's this other girl. And he needs to realize that. I know. I rewatched that because I couldn't remember. And yeah, Jake's mom is my worst nightmare as a mom or as like a mother-in-law, like just so unbelievably involved. Like, why is she talking to April? Yeah, it's not cool. And she like, I feel like she knows it's not cool, but like, she's kind of like, yeah, we have been talking. Like, she's trying to start drama. Totally. And Jake's obsessed with her. Jake's like, I'm a mama's boy, which I'm just like, enough. Enough of this. You're a mama's boy and that's your mama. Okay. Okay. I see. Like, it's enough, Jake. And I agree. Like, Ray was so chill. She was just like smiling and like being quiet. I was like, wow. Okay. So then we get yet another, like, just when you think this show can't get more chaotic, they then announce that all of the 
girls will be going out for a night out on the town together and all the boys will be going out on a night on the town together as well. So this means that basically all of these girls are sitting with the girl that their partner is currently sleeping in the same bed as like, that's what it is. It's like, you're sitting with the other woman, but you're also the other woman to each other. All of you like in what world is this not going to go horribly? And it does go horribly. This is when I again, fall deeper in love with Madeline and also deeper in hate with her at the same time, which is complicated, but I I love her as a character because she's purposely like heightening the drama. Like she's being like, okay, Ray, you need to be with Jake because you're like happy with him and you have a connection. And like April, you talk too much and you're hot, but like, fuck you, you talk too much. And also like Randall and I are probably going to hook up and we hold hands and Shanique is getting very, everyone's getting triggered. Everyone's like, wait, what? I mean, Madeline is insane during that. She's so wasted. She's like, honestly, and she gets this like, I mean, they all at different periods in the show express baby talk or like some like trying to be sexy voice and it makes me physically ill like madeline's like honestly like you need your man and i'm just like okay <laughs> you're wasted on this show you're being so disrespectful shanique was amazing how she handled that i would have she lost was. it i would have like jumped over the table and strangled her shanique was like silently building her revenge plan and she was planning to take it all out on I know. What's his name? But she did handle that well where she was just kind of like, I'm going to let this girl be messy and I'll just be very poised and I'll come out looking good. Madeline then goes home wasted and goes to their weird like Ikea warehouse apartment. And I don't know what happened. Like Randall basically was like, oh, Colby said. So then wait, this is another weird plot twist that happens. Like the boys go out to eat. Everyone clearly hates Colby because he sucks. And Colby says that like another night when they went out, he made out with a random girl who wasn't even in the competition. So this is where I was like, wait, they're all like, how much time has passed? They're all going out with each other on off camera. Like it seemed like there was a lot happening off camera that we didn't get to see. I know. I wanted to see that boys night out. And also Colby, apparently later we find out told the girl he made out with that he was in an open relationship. And then Madeline got upset about that. Cause she's like, we're not. But at the same time, I'm like, but what would he have said differently? Like, so I'm not in an open relationship, but I'm technically not married to my spouse right now because I'm technically trying a fake marriage with someone else because Vanessa and Nick Lachey told me to. Like, it's like, it probably yeah. is just easier to say like open relationship as opposed to like, I'm doing this quote experience called the ultimatum. And for Madeline to get mad, like she was trying to hook up with Randall from like the very first day at the pool when yes. all the couples met. So for her to get so mad about that, I was like, and also she hates him. So I'm she like, why do, why do you even care? But yeah, she gets pissed. So she, Madeline comes home. She's wasted. She's in their like weird Ikea apartments. And what happened? So I guess. I think Randall said that Colby said he'd kissed another girl or something. And she is like making a drunk sandwich and like starts crying and leaves the apartment in a huff. Right. And he's like, what? world am I living in right now? Because I think that she was like drunk. She wanted to come home and hook up. Like that was her whole thing the whole yeah. time. And he was not trying to take it to that level. Like he obviously missed Shanique and like, in my opinion, seems like asexual kind of too. I don't know. He yeah, never had any. Sense. That makes sense. Or he just wasn't into her. But then I think when he doesn't want to like be drunk and hook up together and be like, LOL, this is so fun. Then and he brings up Colby. She says, like, why would you bring that up? Like, I don't want to hear about that, which is fair. 
But then, yeah, she storms out with her dogs into the street, like in the middle of the night with like flip flops on. I hate her dogs, by the way. Like, I hate them. Why? Because they're like white, fluffy, like. I love fluffy dogs. Devin, you told me you love every dog. I never said that. Okay, well, that's true. But you shamed me for not liking big dogs. But you don't like small fluffies. So I think it's like fair. I like certain small fluffies. Not but hers. Not okay. all. Shout out to Courtney. But not all small fluffies are my thing. So then Shanique and Randall go out together after Shanique found out Randall had held hands with Madeline. And this is where I'm confused about the rules of the world because I thought they were supposed to not see each other. But she I guess they can just like ask each other to hang out. So she goes out with Randall. And this is where I learned that despite Randall being a very poised, amazing person, and despite Shanique being also an amazing, very likable person, when they come together, it's toxic. Shanique reverted to this like extremely petty, immature, childish, pissed off behavior, like not even listening to him, disengaging, trying to belittle him. And I was like, wait, who are these people? And I relate to that because I know what it feels like when you are in that type of relationship. And like the second something happens, you just it's like when anything happens, it's like you're already in the heat of the worst part of the fight because that's how often you already are fighting. It's like you're in a constant state of fighting. So there's no like buildup. It's just like, all right, well, fuck you. All right, fuck you. Because you're just so sick of this person. And it was hard to watch. No, I so related to her, though. I relate even more to the Madeline Colby dynamic where like she like roasts him. There's a certain type of person who particularly women, I think at a certain level of dysfunction in a relationship, you become a roast comic that is on par with like the best of them because you just know everything about this person and you know what bothers them about themselves and you just like so accurately can make fun of it. Like that's Madeline. Like she's like, Everything he says, she has the perfect like response that genuinely is hilarious. But it's like, okay, I'm laughing with you, but you're still in the relationship. I've gotten to that point so many times where I'm like basically just talking shit about this person. And everyone's like, cool, but like you guys are together? Like, what? Um, I have to say I've never done that. You've never roasted a person? (laughs) No, I don't. I don't relate to that side of it. To making fun of someone that you're supposed to love and care for you don't relate to i don't think so (laughs) okay well i do and i guess i'm being vulnerable by sharing that what i thought was like a very relatable thing is apparently very isolated to just me and oh my god no 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 i think there it's two of the it's the exact same spectrum just like the opposite side like shanique takes it in and she then is like in a place of, I would imagine, fear or feeling like she's going to be embarrassed or, you know, is he going to leave me? And then she just becomes this like childish side that's like, if you're going to hurt me, I'm going to hurt you first. Yeah. And then the other side, Madeline, is just like, it's more on the surface of, you know, yes. there's so many things wrong here and I'm just going to make fun of you as like our way of relating and our dynamic, which it's it's the same sort of at the core, like somewhat dysfunctional, not ideal like ways of communicating and relating. So I do relate, Devin. Thank you. I think it's the same effect on the people around you where like it makes everyone else uncomfortable. Totally. And that is definitely a moment I've had in past relationships where I'm like, oh my God, everyone's uncomfortable because like we obviously are in such a bad place and like this is hell. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Anyway, so then we have more drama that happens, but... I don't think that it's anything worth talking about. Like there's just like a fight with Shanique and Zay and whatever. But then we get the change back. Now they're leaving their new fake spouses and they are going back to their original spouses. At this point, we should mention that Ray and Jake have definitely hit it off like huge chemistry, really like each other. Ray is a completely different person around him. She definitely is like bright and happy and like excited. Um, whereas with Zay, she's very shut down. Uh, it seemed like Shanique and Zay had chemistry, but neither of them was in a good place. And that kind of showed. Then you have Madeline, as we discussed with Randall, like not on the same page because of one's alcoholism. And then Colby and April doing like this horrific, like, we're just going to be like the two friends who didn't find anyone, but then also kissing for no reason. So then they change back. And they have a changing back ceremony, which is like, again, I don't want to hear more about like when Nick was with Jessica and then he left her for Vanessa and Vanessa was like, I want kids, whatever. This is again, Madeline cracks me up because Colby says that April grew into a woman in their time together. (laughs) And Madeline is like, so did she get her period? Like what happened? And basically there's not that much drama to the ceremony. They all go back to their people. I mean, I mean, there is drama brewing because everyone's saying like, yeah, I had a great time with someone who wasn't you, basically. And then they have to go 
spend the night together. There's two incidents that are toxically relatable that occur. One is Madeline going through Colby's Apple Watch or phone and then Mm -hmm. April going through Jake's phone. So Madeline finds out about the girl that Colby made out with and that he's actually been like talking to her and texting with her and FaceTiming with her for three full weeks. April finds out that Jake took a video of Ray twerking in a club, which honestly doesn't seem that bad. And then she also admits that she airdropped it to herself, which I honestly was taking notes on. Yeah, I loved that. So this is where the gaslighting with Colby starts. Like he immediately is deflecting, deflecting, deflect. And it's like, Madeline knows that's what she's doing. Like this is where it becomes so confusing with them because it's like she knows and she's aware that he's manipulating her. He's lying to her. He's blaming her for what he did that was obviously dishonest. But yet she still is holding on to this relationship somehow. Yeah. I also think Colby, I mean, him texting that other girl for three weeks, I'm like, oh, you just need someone to be obsessed with. Yes. It's not even, I get, I mean, he does love Madeline, I suppose, but you can just tell like he is just like, I will be married and like be a father in Texas. And like, if Madeline's not going to say that, I'll move on. Yeah. Shoot, shoot guns, etc. But yeah, so Madeline going through Colby's phone. I mean, it's bad, but I'm also like, you also wanted to, I don't know. They're so dysfunctional to me that I'm like, none of your antics make sense. Like you shouldn't be together. But I think, I mean, she also mentions it. They have like the best chemistry ever. I feel like she's just like the horniest person living. I hate that word. Sorry, but like, no, no, no. I, I totally agree. Like, she like just, that's just her thing. She's just like, I just like, I love him. Like, we have amazing. Ca- I'm like, he's so awful. But okay. she just wants to hook up. Yeah. And she later does admit something that I found relatable and interesting as someone who's also struggled, struggled with um, addiction. She later says to her mom that she's basically like addicted to getting attention and validation from people. Right. And I think he is, too, in a different way. I think they just have, like, a very, um, like, incredibly deeply toxic dynamic. Also, at one point, so she's, like, pissed at him. And then she goes back out with the, like, toxic friends. And then they're all talking even more shit about Colby. And then he shows up and he's like, hey. And they're like, fuck you. And he's like, okay. Like, I'm like, how is this normal to anyone? I think they're all just, like, super. I mean, the thing about Madeline is when she drinks, she truly is very sloppy, right? Like, and you can tell Randall's turned off when they're back, when they're together. And then Colby makes a comment about it at one point, but like, it's just a sloppy young group of friends. They're just drinking. And like, maybe the next day, they don't even necessarily remember all the stuff they said. I agree. And also like, you can see when he knows the points to hit her buttons too. Cause he's like, why don't you have some more tequila? And she like loses her shit, which like I can obviously relate to, but is not a great sign that things are going well mentally. So we have those two fights and then we have the bachelorette party for Alexis because she is getting married to Hunter as established. Um, And this is a very brief scene. The most important thing being that (laughs) when (laughs) when they seem to be in like a fake bar, like it it was very small and looked like a set. But Madeline is at the bar, like getting drinks. And April says, make mine a virgin because I have an ultrasound on Monday. She says she's 12 weeks late on her cycle, which I personally like days. 
Oh, sorry. She says she's 12 days late on her cycle, which I personally, the, the use of the word cycle is something for me that bumps. Like, I just don't like yeah. when people say my cycle because I'm like, is this 1965? So she says she's 12 days late on her cycle. And so she's getting an ultrasound. Like, I mean, you cannot like <laughs> truly go to CVS. The thing is truly go to CVS first and get. Why would you go and get an ultrasound before you took an at home pregnancy test? Has anyone ever done that? No one has ever done that. And she's like laughing as she says it because she's like, this is me. I am chaos agent. I am April. Also, Madeline says, what did she say? Like, go pee on a stick, stick and then drink. Or she says, take a pregnancy test and then drink some fucking alcohol. Yeah, and Ray's she's like, so pissed. no, don't do that. Meanwhile, everyone tells Ray at this event that they're like, okay, you should obviously just be with Jake. You're so much happier with him. Then we have the subsequent unraveling of Ray and Zay. And this was dark and honestly, at some points, terrifying. She admits to hitting him. I don't know. So basically they get in a fight where she completely shuts down. Like she's like, I'm just not giving you anything. And he's like, I just, I'm trying to tell you, like, I love you. And obviously he has abandonment issues from his past. And he's like, but I love you. I want to be with you. And she's like, I'm sick. I'm going to sleep, which like that would trigger me as well. But then he goes out until 8 a.m., loses all contact with her and they break up. So they break up before the experience, quote unquote, is even over. Yeah. No, it's such a sad night and I feel for both of them, but you can see, so Ray is now back with Jay and you can see she is a totally different person with him than she is with Jake. Like she is completely shut down. There's like no life in her eyes and he's like so desperate for them because she tells him like, I don't want to get married anymore. And then that's like what tips him off. And then he goes out and parties till 8am and comes home and it's like a really bad scene. Yeah, I guess she admits to hitting him and then she's like sitting at the elevator and he's walking by and he leaves and they're done. It's sad. It is sad. They both kind of like go to their previous people and they're like, we're broken up now. And it's like even more kind of sad because at that moment, it seems like Jake is like, oh, I'm like trying things with April. And Shanique is like, I'm not going to be with you. Like, I might not be with Randall, but I'm not going to be with you. And it's just kind of like, ah, this experience is not working for everyone. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, or anyone, to be frank. So anyway, then we have this whole dramatic thing where Madeline breaks up with Col- Colby. She says something very relatable to me where she says, I feel stupid for trying so hard for him. And I'm embarrassed that I was willing to do that. Like totally relate to that sentiment where you're like, I'm the one who's been trying to make this work. And like, he's such an asshole. Now I'm just like embarrassed. But also totally. she has been kind of an asshole to him. So I don't know. It's like a double-edged sword. I know, but there's that last scene. I don't remember where this happens, but it's like in this time frame. And he he also like leaves the house at one point after she finds the phone, oh, his yes, watch, right. and reads a text. He leaves and comes back and he's like hungover. And um, Ray is there because they're like hanging out and it's super awkward. And he lays down and he does that classic moment where he's like, you deserve better than me. Like, I'm not good enough for you. And it's like that self-pity. And that almost like brings her back in because she's like, oh, wait, this like actually might. And never mind. Like, I love him. Yeah. So this this is where they left us on a cliffhanger. That brings us to today where we both watched these two new episodes. Today, we are speaking on Wednesday, April 13th. The episode's not going to come out for a while. 
we watched this first thing in the morning. I'll say I, I had it with my morning coffee. Yep, same. And I will say like, okay, so the ultimatum episode, like they're like the actual ultimatum, like where they're going to choose each other or not choose each other could have been five minutes long. They drew it out. It was so boring. I was like, I don't care about the fluff, whatever. Just show me who chooses who. But it was upsetting. Okay, so first they choose like the least upsetting one first, which is like Shanique and Randall do have a really cute moment where I was like, okay, you guys do truly have like a seed of true love for each other. And like, I want what's best for you, even though you are in such a toxic cycle right now. Wait, also, can I just comment on like where they chose to do these? It was like on a dirt path in some like <laughs> random. <laughs> I know. Like, and I was... It, was it a horse farm? Because then there was like a horse at one point. Yeah. I mean, some of them were better than others, some of the locations, but like it was literally like two of them were just like sitting on a random bench, like not even in like a nice, it was like on this weird bench. Yeah. But it wasn't even in a park. Like I was like, what is this scene that we're setting? But anyway, okay. So they need to work on their locations. It's like, you can't have your other hit reality show be selling sunset and then give us these locations where they're at like a mid-level hotel pool. Or totally. like an outdoor beer garden, like step it up. Maybe season two. If there is a season two, I feel like there's going to be a lawsuit. I mean, this was damaging. This yeah. this was a damaging event, but I do hope that there's a season two. I literally had the thought that I was like, okay, I, I'm glad this show is number one on like the algorithm because I want more of this, even though I know it hurts people. But do you think it did me? <laughs> I, I mean, who came out of this? Like good. okay, well we need we need to get to the reunion and then we'll really break that down. But okay. we're not there yet. So Shanique and Jay, you feel they have true love? I agree, but I don't even care about no, that. No, Shanique or, and Randall. Sorry, sh- sorry, it's sorry, so sorry. hard. We keep doing. Oh this. my yeah. god, Shanique and Randall, they're boring to me, but I'm happy for them. Yes, done. Then we have Jake and April, which was shockingly not as dramatic as I thought it would be. Like basically, he's like, all right, well, like. I love you as a person, but like, I don't want to marry you. Goodbye. And she's like, okay, think like, <laughs> yeah, wait, she's, what? Like, she's like, okay. And then they say, see you later. And I'm like, is this fake? Like, are they really just doing this for the show? And then they're going to see each other and they know that. So April is not as sad as she would be. I don't know. It was very confusing. I thought she would have like done something like, like released all the animals in the park or like, I don't know, like set the park on fire. She just seemed like, so like get another ultrasound. I don't know. The last time we saw her, she was like giving him a pregnancy test. And she's like, I guess you'll be happy. This was negative. And he's like, wait, what? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. And then he's like, okay, I don't love you anymore. And she's like, all right, thanks. See you later. Bye. Yeah, absolutely. She's like, okay, bye. They're like, you look good. Yeah, you look good too. And he's like, yeah, you know. No, the one thing he said was a quote, me and Ray are not going to run away together is how he starts. And then, so I'm like, they're staying together. This is so boring. And then he's like, I really wanted to get there, meaning to the place of wanting to marry her. But unfortunately, I couldn't. I'm like, okay. And then. And then they're like, okay, bye. See you. Like, thanks so much. Thanks, thanks for the experience. So thanks for the experience. I know. I'm like, did you guys just meet? Like, why are you already texting her mom? But then Ray appears from the dirt path and she's like, hey, what's up? Like, so what's going on? And he's like, hey, so like all so casual. He's like, yeah. So like, I'm not staying with April, but these are two tickets to anywhere in the world. I'm like, hello. It's like a lead up where he's like going into his like, 
jacket pocket, like the inside pocket. And he's like pulling something out and he's like two tickets to anywhere in the world in this like weird golden envelope. Like as if it's like Charlie and the chocolate factory. I was like, totally. What is this show? (laughs) And then she's like, he's like, I said, good day, sir. (laughs) (laughs) It was insane. Also, they're on the same dirt path. Like it's moments after April's gone. She like pulls up in an SUV. She's like putzing on up and it's just insane. It's all insane. He pulls out the envelope. He's like, and then she says, yes, I would love that. And then they start like making out. And I'm like, but Jake's eyes, when he looked at her, like, I was like, oh, he does. Like, I don't want to fall for it. I know it's a show, but I was like, he kind of loves her. I feel they light up when they look at each other. They, they really do, do light up and you cannot make that up. People, even there's on chemistry. TV. I don't light up when I look at most people. No. Anyway, so then we have something that it did hurt. I'll say it hurt me. It hurt me. And I it made me think about the fact that like I don't work like I was like, maybe I need to like schedule a therapy session. It was tough to come back from, which is that Colby and Madeline not only get engaged, they get married on the spot like Colby in true psychopathic form. I was like, is this a sci-fi movie? Like, is this Stepford Wives or something? Like, he, like, proposes to her in a weird, like, warehouse or, like, maybe it's, like, a park, like... They had the best setup. So they were at least inside of, like, a structure, not True. just, like, on a beaten path. They were, like, <laughs> under an overhang with, like, a weird little floral... It was an overhang. Yeah, with, like, a floral display of sorts. And I was like, oh, something's gonna happen here. But, yeah, it was very odd. But then her face... So, yes, they not only do not break up, which I was not surprised at that point because I felt like their last, like, psychotic moment, like, brought them closer because that's their dynamic. But they get engaged and then he, like, immediately, but also back up when he's getting ready in the morning and he's, like, flipping his hair. Like, it's disgusting, sickening, sickening. I'm just like, you are so not but all the girls were like he's so hot anyway so they every movement he makes feels like a parasite embedding into my core yeah he's like everything that makes me feel physically ill like when i look at a man yeah <laughs> i mean not to be harsh guys not to be harsh but wait like, i feel bad now just kidding no no, no. Colby, don't feel but... bad he's probably republican don't feel bad he sucks um no i just he like his physical essence is not for me the cowboy hat the boots the like boot cut jeans with the belt tucked into the shirt. It's just, it's a whole vibe that some people are into, but I yeah, don't know. I know. Who's into that. But didn't you think, so when he's like starting his speech to Madeline under the overhang with the flowers and it seems pretty intense, she looks so nervous. Yeah. Like she, I mean, nobody can see her faces, but she's like, she's like cringing. She's like, Oh my God, is this happening? She's and then terrified. she says, yes. She's like, am I about to marry my least favorite person on planet Earth? And turns out, yes, because he's like, okay, you said yes, let's get married right now. Let's do it right now then. It's like, okay, so you are desperately trying to trap this person. Um, And then even worse, guys. So then I'm like, this is horrible. Like, this is so deeply upsetting. I can't come back. Little did I know what was waiting around the corner, which was the reunion episode. Did I skip over a couple? No, because Ray and Zay are already broken up. No, but the one thing that like I was obsessed with, just really quick, because I'm obsessed with their dynamic. So they walk outside <laughs> and and he's like, oh my God, it's me and wifey. And she's like, ew, like don't 
like air that. Don't say that. Like she's already grossed out by him calling her wifey, which I am too, but he's like so excited. It's the best day of his life. He's going to become a dad. He's like, we're going to start a family, like rubbing her stomach. It's just, it's truly everything that was gross about them up until the very end. And I think, I mean, anyway, we'll get into the reunion, but that I was dead when she was like, don't say wifey. I know. And he's like, but you just like literally he's like, married wifey. That's that's her part in this. It's like, yeah, it's like, OK, you you. Yes, you can be bothered by his behavior, but you are actively co-signing it. Like, yeah, yes, it's disgusting. You married him. It's disgusting that you call he calls you wifey, but you married him and you are his wife. Like, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. So and then he goes to like kiss her and she's like, ew. And she's like, don't <laughs> fucking touch me. It's like, OK, <laughs> yes, I've been there. Yes, I relate. But like, this isn't going to bode well. But you didn't marry those people. No, but I let things go longer than they should have. Fair, fair. We all have. As Very I told relatable. you, I, be- I began to roast the person and right. that wasn't necessary. So then we get to the reunion and Madeline walks on set seven months pregnant, which by yes. the way, like that alone, I'm like, when was this show filmed? Like, I know. Same. What's going on? Like seven months. Like, I don't know when they filmed this. What? So. The- they said it was like six months. I think when Jake was talking, he was like, it's been six months since the show aired. That is just like so upsetting to me. It's like it's like a gut punch. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God, like I can't even catch my breath after seeing the fact that she's fucking seven months pregnant with Colby's baby. I was happy for them. No, Leslie. I know. I found myself. So I'm like sitting there with my coffee and I'm like just watching, minding my own Mind you know, business. <laughs> and I clearly see that I wasn't I have, minding my own business. I'm like disgusted and judging every single thing I was everyone's doing. Literally smiling ear to ear when they were like happy and they were like, We're having a baby. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so programmed to be like, baby, man and woman, good. good. Yes. Great job. <laughs> I know. I you know. know what I mean? But married, baby, good. Married, baby, Experience. like dress. Yeah. Um, no, but I was happy. And aside from that, I think, I don't know, like they seemed pretty happy and where they stacked up against the other couples. Like I was like, all right, like maybe they were, maybe it worked out. Like maybe. Okay. But he like backhand burns his sister. He's like, oh, Madeline's taking this like a champ. Like I just watched my sister go through oh, being know. pregnant and like compared to her like madeline's taking it like a champ i was like taking it like a champ also never say taking it like a champ about a anything. woman anything and especially like giving birth like gestation no. yeah like, no you're right okay yeah. so the moment i smiled was when they came out he had like his long she flowy looked, hair and she he was like glowing yeah and he was like cuter maybe with the hair i don't know but they were both glowing they were so happy and that's when i was smiling and then when he started talking i remembered and he also, their body language was so interesting because he was literally like all the way to yeah, the other side of right. the couch. There was something weird there. But anyway, I did have that moment. I have to admit. That's a great point. So basically to move through this quickly, because it's already way past Leslie's oh, no. bedtime. Um, so basically there's that fucking bomb of truth that comes out that, I mean, c- couldn't be hidden because she's seven months pregnant. And then we have April, who I'm like, okay, so there's just no world in which April is not dating like a current or former member of the Trump campaign. Like I she's like, I'm dating an older man. Like he wants to have kids right away. Like 
she just is going to Mar-a-Lago on the weekends and like sitting there while her 60-year-old husband smokes a cigar. Like, I just know it. Absolutely. I really wanted them to show. I need to look up her Instagram because I didn't. I really wanted them to show like a side-by-side of him, but we can figure that out for sure. I know. We have to find that. She's like, I am someone's wifey. Yeah, he does want to have kids with April. And I'm like, what the fuck? We can find her Instagram and maybe like he exists. But he's definitely a downgrade from Jake. And like Jake couldn't hate her more. Like they do the montage for each person of like, this was your vibe during the show. And during hers, Jake was like shaking his head, rolling his eyes like, fuck this person. Yeah, Jake hates her. So she's like a cheerleader for Trump. Like I'm just throwing accusations left and right, but whatever. We'll confirm. We will confirm Jake and Ray. It's so basically like there's some drama with Ray and Zay. Like, I guess they did sort of, according to him, like they stayed together. They were already back together when Ray agreed to go with Jake to two tickets to anywhere. But Ray says like she decided it wouldn't be mature to go on two tickets to anywhere. And like they didn't. And whatever. Two tickets to anywhere. (laughs) But but Zay is clearly feeling burnt by Ray in some form. And Ray clearly has a lot of anger towards him. They kind of blow up at each other. Then Ray, it comes out as bi, which was like such an amazing moment and says that she like, I mean, she kind of seemed to get emotional and was like, that was like a good thing about this experience is that like, I explored that and like, I am really happy dating women. And I was like, oh, okay. I know. I mean, I was super happy for her, but I was really bummed, honestly, that Jake and Ray didn't go on hashtag tickets to anywhere together. Two tickets to anywhere. Two tickets to anywhere. Like, I, so, and the whole time, Zay seems really, really like distraught and upset. He obviously still loves Zay. Ray is so shut down again until she starts talking about her experience with coming out and like being more comfortable being bi, which was beautiful. But I was like, I was like, why are you guys not asking? Like, it was just all too, nobody was going deep, which really annoyed me. Like, I was like, something happened here and no one's going to talk about it because Zay is going to get really pissed. Jake is just like quietly, like uh, still obsessed with Ray, I felt, and like supporting her, but like bummed that, you know, obviously they didn't work out. Yeah. But- I was I was disappointed in that. I was too. I really feel that Nick and Vanessa still need lessons on how to host a reunion. Like they weren't asking Absolutely. right questions. They were way last time they were too like messy with like Vanessa having her totally. weird thing with Shake and being out. like, yeah. if yeah. I was dismangled on the floor, this man, and this time she was too reserved and she should have been like, wait, what is actually going on here? But Nick is just always just there. And it's like, I don't even know why he's there, but she's clearly taking like the active role. So in that case, like learn how to host a fucking reunion and ask the right questions. Like what's going on? I mean, they need new hosts. It goes without saying because nobody was asking the hard hitting questions that I really needed to hear and they are annoying. What are your final thoughts and who do you think is going to make it in the long run of these couples? We have Ray and Jake maybe sort of together. Shanique and Randall had broken up right after the show but then stayed apart for six months and now are back together again. We have... April and her Mar-a-Lago man. We have Colby and Madeline. And then we have fucking Nate and Lauren. Who cares? And then we have Alexis and Hunter. We all care. And then we have Zay. Sad. Just Zay by himself. So who do you think will stay together? 
Um, I think Alexis and Hunter for sure. Yeah. I do think Colby and Madeline for a while, maybe they'll break up or like get divorced down the line when she's like, oh, wait, I just woke up and I hate my life and you're annoying. And now our son also wears cowboy hats and I'm over it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe they'll work. I don't know. Obviously, I like smiled when I saw them together. So Shanique and Randall, I don't think so. I just think there's too much like damage there. I'm not sure. I'm kind of juries out on them. I agree there's so much damage there, but I also think there's like really deep love there. But they're also so young. Like they are the ones who actually seem like they're like 23 and 24. And it's like the world is your oyster. Like you don't need to get married or move on. It's so true. So yeah, maybe they will. What do you think though? I don't know. I, 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 I'm kind of like weirdly hoping for them. I hope they took six months to like learn, grow. Now they're 23 and a half, 24 and a half. Maybe they're a little wiser and I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for Alexis and Hunter. Sure. I'm really rooting for Jake and Ray. I have to say, I want them to find each other again. I know, but yeah, they have a rare thing. I totally agree, but I feel Ray was like on her own journey right now and happy. But yes, I agree. Yeah. I want them to find each other. I think they need time away from the show, time away from, you know, the guilty association with their exes and all of that. But I hope they find each other too. What is your stance on ultimatums after having watched this show? Has it changed at all? Are you staunchly pro? Are you staunchly anti? So I'm staunchly anti personally. Interesting. I just don't, I don't know. Like, I guess it works for some people, but I don't think I would want to start something having given an ultimatum. However, my mom did give my dad an ultimatum and it worked out Yeah, for them. But I don't know. I don't, I think I'm, I'm anti for my own personal usage of the ultimatum. Okay. I'm staunchly pro. What? <laughs> I'm pro. I think like if there comes a point to me, I'm like an ultimatum is like setting a boundary. Like it's like, hey, I am not going to be happy in this relationship if we don't take the next step. I need to take the next step. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you available for that? If not, goodbye. Okay. That's true. I get sorry. I mean, yeah, but to me, I'm like, like, I'm not like, okay, like we have to get married or else, but I'm totally, totally. If I want to move forward in a mature way and you don't, there's a breaking point. I guess I don't see that as like an ultimatum. Ultimatum just feels like there's some like immaturity attached, perhaps, just perhaps because I just watched this show. Because of marry or move on? Because of marry or move on and there's no other choices. No, but I I agree. But I I guess I wouldn't think of it as like, okay, we're going to have a conversation. Here's my ultimatum. If you don't, yeah, then I'm leaving. But I think in that sense, it's more of just like a breakup of like, this is what I need and you're not giving it to me. So bye. And that's right. like not an ultimatum. Right. And there definitely were terms in the ultimatums that I like understood more or didn't understand within the show. Like I understood why Nate, even though he's an incel, was like, I want to have kids. Like if you don't, I have to go. I didn't totally. so much understand that like the fact that Randall was telling Shanique like I want to get married but I'm in debt right now so I don't feel comfortable taking that step and that she couldn't meet him halfway and be like totally let's wait till you're more secure so that was like that feels like okay now it's not about love it's about like you needing a material thing but I don't know I mean 
I'm going to be on all these people's Instagrams all night looking for signs. And I'm excited for that. Okay. <laughs> Leslie is coming to us way past her bedtime. And yet she has delivered above and beyond one of my favorite episodes of all time. This has been a joy. I know. Carolina, watch out. I'm going to be coming in for all the hot reality TV goss. We'll definitely have you back for reality TV goss. I mean, maybe there's like a new, I don't know what the next step is. They've done marry or move on. Maybe they're going to do Netflix's version of teen mom next. I don't know. So we hope to have us. We hope to have you with us again. I love you. No matter what your stance on ultimatums is. (laughs) I love you listeners. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, Devin. Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.